Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Ben Day is no stranger to the national single-payer movement. He currently serves as the executive director of Healthcare Now, and prior to taking on this role, he was an executive director of MassCare, the Massachusetts campaign for single-payer health care for eight years. Ben has published a range of peer-reviewed articles and reports on health care reform, including State Health Care Reform Flatlines, why Has the Press Failed Us in Reporting on Health Care Reform, and The Massachusetts Model of Health Reform in Practice. Ben, welcome to Nurse Talk. So glad to have you with us today. Oh, thanks for having me on. So first, give us a quick overview of Health Care Now. Sure. Healthcare Now is the, the national advocacy group fighting for a, a Medicare for All system or single-payer health care. Our major allies nationally include uh, the Labor Campaign for Single Payer, which organizes unions, as well as Physicians for National Health Program, which organizes medical professionals, and we kind of organize everyone else, all the patients who are affected by the healthcare system. Ben, you've already mentioned some of the sponsors of uh, Healthcare Now and who's in the coalition with you, but you want to expand on that a little bit? Tell us more. What brought you together? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously, uh, National Nurses United is a major ally of ours, uh, Healthcare Now. But in addition to sort of the, the national groups we work with, we have local single-payer chapters and groups in, in most states who are fighting for single-payer healthcare at the national, but also at the state level in some states. Um, healthcare Now actually came together. It was founded by a woman named Marilyn Clements, who had, was sort of brought up in the civil rights movement. Um, and it was a, a continuation of a lot of activists who had been involved in sort of the healthcare arm of the civil rights movement. And they helped to found Healthcare Now in the early 2000s to win a, a national health program finally for the United States. And that's kind of where our roots are. Excellent. So talk about the strategic work you'll be doing to support expanded and improve Medicare for all and what you see coming in the next two years. Well, it should be interesting. You know, this movement has really exploded in the last two years during the Trump presidency. I worried and I thought it was possible that, you know, during those two years, everyone would just focus on, like, keeping the the crummy healthcare system we have, um, since there was certainly a real risk of things getting much, much worse under Trump administration and the GOP Congress, and they have in some ways. But that hasn't been what has happened. People are not just fighting to keep what we have. They're fighting for more and just the the necessity of having a, a healthcare as a human right in this country and how destructive it is for people's everyday lives um, in, in many ways, just lack of access to care and just the incredible financial cost of care when you do get it. So um, things are now changing, you know, uh, with Democrats retaking the House. There's going to be a real fight, I think, for the soul of the Democratic Party. And uh, will Democrats actually push this through the House uh, while they can and sort of set the stage for the next phase, which is where we're going to have to win over the Senate and get a, a president who supports this? I mean, that is not going to be a quiet fight. Uh, we already know that the healthcare industry is investing millions of dollars in trying to get Democratic centrists to oppose this within the House. So it's going to be a real fight on our hands, but that's what grassroots organizations are built for. So we're really going to have to fight for this one. I'm interested if you expect H.R. 676, the Medicare for All bill, that's now being uh, shepherded by Pramila Jayapal, to really move forward to hearings? Will we finally get those in the House, do you think? You know, I'm afraid to make predictions, but that's what we're fighting for, right? I mean, the Democrats, some insane percentage of Democrats nationally support Medicare for All. I think it's approaching 90%, so that's as close to consensus on any issue you will ever find. 
But Democrats in Congress have been lagging behind uh, the grassroots. About 75% of the population, including you know Republicans, independents, and Democrats, support Medicare for all. So Congress is is lagging behind uh, what the country is demanding, which you know we're not the only issue where that happens, unfortunately. Um, but you know I, I think this is, we're really going to have to force them put their feet to the fire and say, you know, are, are you going to stand for this? It's one of these rare issues where you can do the right thing, you can do the moral thing, and cover everyone, and it actually costs less. There's not that many issues where you get that easy choice um, from a policy perspective. So, you know, I think we have to demand it, and whether it happens or not will depend on how good of a job we do mobilizing and and putting pressure on Congress. So what is the Medicare buy-in we hear about? Is it a desirable plan? Why or why not? Well, um, you know, some people, and this, again, I I should explain that sometimes it's called a public option. Sometimes it's called Medicare buy-in. A lot of folks have been using the term Medicare for all to describe this public option, I think, to intentionally create confusion. But a uh, public option is, is not a universal health care system. Uh, basically, it, will, it would allow you to purchase a private health plan from the government instead of a private health plan from, you know, a commercial insurance company. And, you know, there's arguments about whether that would be an improvement or not. You know, I don't think it would be a bad thing. I don't think it would be end of the world. Uh, but it's not going to make a major difference to you. I, I mean, if your problem is that you can't afford health insurance, a public option is not going to bring down the cost of health plan so much that suddenly it's going to be affordable to you. Um, if you have co-payments and deductibles that in your existing plan that right now even getting the care you need is hard, having a, another health plan competing in the market is not going to make a, a, a big difference to that. So it's not the kind of change we need. And crucially, it doesn't control costs at the same time that extends coverage to everyone. So folks, I think, need to be wary about and kind of educate themselves and the folks around them that uh, this is not the same thing. When you talk about a Medicare buy-in, you're just talking about one more thing you can purchase, an insurance product that's not going to be adequate for your needs. And that is totally different from Medicare for All, which means everyone gets comprehensive coverage as a right. Uh, from the first day you're born until the last day uh, before you pass away. And who do you think's talking about that? Is that Republicans <laughs> trying to delude the whole conversation of moving forward with single payer? I think it's it's more uh, there's a certain wing of the Democratic Party that doesn't want to alienate the healthcare industry, doesn't want to run up against them. And there's the Center for American Progress is probably going to be leading a lot of this stuff. Um, so. There's a collection of national think tanks and uh, leaders in Congress who are sort of trying to pilot a, a course to do something small and moderate that looks like they're addressing the healthcare crisis, but that is not really going to have a significant impact in providing relief to the people who are really being impacted. So, Ben, what can we do to really move this movement when Trump and his minions seem intent on killing the ACA Obamacare even and even damaging the Medicaid expansion? Do we ignore that, or what do we do to, to fight that? Well, you know, I think the last two years were a pretty good example where um, you can do both. You can defend what we have uh, while trying to advocate for what we need and what we deserve. There was a very successful national movement to oppose repeal of the Affordable Care Act, which would have been a a real disaster for people's lives. And it was successful. Um, But at the same time, you know, when people were showing up to these town hall meetings, shouting down their members of Congress, they weren't saying, you know, I I just want to keep my ACA plan. They were saying, you have to fight for uh, Medicare for all, for a a universal health care system. And this happened across the country. 
Um, so I think we can continue to do that, but we need to do it in targeted districts um, and in sort of smart ways. And there just has to be kind of an uprising. So unfortunately, we're never going to have enough money to pay for a national campaign that's going to out-organize the healthcare industry. I mean, they just have endless amounts of money. So we have to do this uh, the grassroots way. So do you see states like California moving forward on their own legislation? And what chances do you think the states have in passing a single-payer system? You know, this is the way Canada got a universal health care system. One province passed it first, um, others followed, and then eventually there was a national bill. Um, and I think that's a real possibility in the United States as well. It is not easy to win at the state level either. It's it's still a huge fight for for California, as you know, out there. Um, but there are some battlegrounds where we have real openings now. Um, New York is an interesting one to talk about. You know, the New York Assembly, their their House, has passed a single-payer bill three years in a row now by huge majorities, two-third majorities. The governor, Cuomo, has expressed supportiveness for the, the Medicare for All bill in New York. And they for years, they had just been a couple of votes short in the Senate, and they just won those votes through the election. Uh, they replaced about five or six Republicans with Democrats who support Medicare for All. So they should now have majorities in the Senate, in the House, and in the governor's office. But as you know, that's where things get really difficult. Um, that The last step is absolutely the hardest one, but I think we really need to work on both the state and the national levels and keep an eye on the states that have a chance at a breakthrough. I agree. Mm-hmm. And here in California, the thing that stopped it the last time we had a bill through was a Democrat. So you're right. We really yep. have to watch the <laughs> Democrats and hold their feet to the fire. Yes. The whole medical area in Boston was in the same district. So for them, you know, their their whole district is is hospitals and health centers. And so they are um, very responsive and used to working closely with those industry ties. So. Yeah. And thank you for the good work you're doing. And how can people find out more about healthcare now and, and the best way to get involved? So you can go to our website, healthcare-now.org. That's healthcarenow.org. Um, we have an easy sign-up form. You can sign up for our emails. And we are very focused on organizing an action. So you will, almost immediately after signing up, be given some opportunities to get involved with organizing and um, working with other folks and to pressure your legislators to advance this movement. Excellent. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? No, no. I'm, I'm so excited to be involved with you all. And, uh, you know, nurses are really at the forefront of this fight. So I'm, I'm excited to talk with you all about this. That's great. Thanks so much. And we've been talking with Executive Director of Healthcare Now, Ben Day. For more information about this topic, visit healthcare-now.org. And thank you so much, Ben, for being with us. Thank you. My pleasure. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com.